Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Highlight the Creative. I am your host, Dalton, and I'm joined by the one, the only, Briar. Hi. And you're, I know what you're thinking. It's like a podcastception. Why well, have it someone? It feels like one, right? Why, I don't why know. would you invite someone that's already on another podcast show under the umbrella of the Modern Thinking Podcast? Yeah, it's true. It's it's it's, um, a, it's an honest thought. I'm a little bitter because I didn't get a welcome pack, and you literally said you can pull a welcome pack out of your rear end <laughs> for all I care. <laughs> oh, I, I did say that. I mean, to be honest, we had a lot of brainstorming about this, so you kind of knew what was going into this before you came I on. I did, but and I'm we live together. I'm on the spot. Like <laughs> you'll be all right. I kind of wanted you to be on the spot. Oh no, I, want, I feel like being oh, on the no. spot, you you kind of hold more truer answers in a sense. Yeah, you're right. Like I, even though I've been kind of prefabricating my responses all morning and all last night to questions you don't know whether i'll ask or not that's true mm. that's why i'm like an, ang- <laughs> an anxious wreck right now you'll be fine <laughs> so my whole thought process behind wanting to, to have briar on is um the other night we watched some videos and listened to some podcasts that he done when he was out in arizona at college i thought that was really cool i was like man you know what he's been doing this broadcast for a while or this podcast for a while um i want to know what you know what got you started what made you want to do podcasts because here's the thing, we're starting, as if, if all you guys know, we're, we do a podcast called The Modern Thinking Show, and then we have one called The Happy Hour Show. So now we're doing Highlight to Creative, so it only makes sense that we ask the brainchild behind all this, why did he start doing this, or what, what drove you to want to start making podcasts? So I was thinking about that this morning, because I knew you were going to ask me that, and I was kind of reliving the whole thought process, and... It shows up better on recordings, but in my opinion, I am the type... I tell terrible stories. I am not a good storyteller. I don't feel like I am. Well, what, okay, real fast. What makes you think you're a terrible storyteller? Is that just your own thinking, or did someone I tell you? I think it's my own thinking, and I think it's like the engagement, like when I'm telling a story. I feel yeah. like... I, I don't know. My, like, there's people... Like, I've talked about my friend David on the other podcast... Or the other shows, and he's fantastic with storytelling. Like, you're hooked and engaged. It doesn't matter what he's telling you. And for me, it got to the point where I'm great having a normal conversation with somebody. I love talking to people. I love learning about them. And I was like, I I was sitting there one day and I was like, man, if I try to retell a story or if I, if I personally try to retell a conversation I've had, I'm not going to do it justice. So I want to sit down and just start capturing this stuff and start recording it. So you, you kind of, in a sense, want to capture the story as it's happening. Yes, and, yes. And that kind of, I think, I like that a lot because it kind of dwells way into authenticity. Like if you look at like the way Hollywood does stuff, authors, and even other podcasts, like they, you know, they kind of plan and they write the story out, they write the script out, and it's, it's not fabricated in a sense, but it does have a long and good structure to it. So wanting to kind of like, okay, you know, I want to capture these conversations about, you know, Nazis, I want to capture these conversations about um, the Mandela effect, all the, all the stuff that we've talked about in the podcast, and I want to make it as raw as possible. Yes. That, that way it, it signifies a more of a authentic and true conversation like you would have in a day-to-day life with somebody. Then that, that, that's exactly it. Like I am, um, it, I want for me, everything, I want it to be organic and I want it to be raw and just natural. Like, you know, firsthand all the editing on the other shows, there hardly isn't any. No, it's mostly you going back, listening to them, make sure the volumes are correct. And that's about it. Yes. Because 
I don't want to take away. I mean, granted, yeah, there's some stuff we have to edit out, like just um, personal information and everything like that. That's not a problem, but it's editing, like the rest of the, that's the full-blown conversation that we had uncut. Right. And to me, one of the, I don't want to say success, but the success, I think, behind what we do and the people who do listen they're able to, um, it's exactly what they're, they're literally almost as if they're listening into just a conversation right then. It's not a scripted show. Like, kind of like they can play it in their house or in their car and just be like they're there. Yeah, like they were literally sitting next to us while we were talking about something. And I think that, I think this is a lot. I think people strive for authenticity like that, especially in today's time and culture. Um, I almost feel like that's where everything's heading um, in terms of even companies with their employees. Um, you know, I read the other day, there's a company that redid, revamped all their basically criteria and education when it comes to their employees and how they want to be more of like a, just an honest and true sense of environment to where like, Hey, you can tell us how you feel. We'll tell you how we feel and we're all going to get along. And, and we're see, I'm, get- I'm personally, I'm, I don't like confrontation. Well, see, all, that's my question. Do you think we're heading back to authenticity? Like that's almost I think like a so. phase. I person, my personal opinion, and you can go back and shameless plug on my own show, but uh, you can go back and watch the the social media episode that we did. It's getting to the point where we're fed constantly so these polished and these fake fantasies on social media that I think people are starting to grow and or starting to hunger for the real yeah i mean you even like kendrick kendrick lamar whenever he came out with damn his song it was in, in there he says i i don't know if i could say the line but it's basically saying like he wants a girl with stretch marks and that's because that's really her yeah that's not some instagram model that's been polished and right. edited like and I've always been that type of person where I want the real you. Like usually if I, some people will think I have a, um, a brutal approach to some of my conversations, but I'll brutally ask you something right there in the moment because then I can gauge your actual, your genuine reaction. Yeah. And that's why, I don't know, that's just, that's how I love that about people. I love seeing the humanity in people and I love bringing that out. The realism. Yes. Right. And it, I think that I think that makes people feel more comfortable, too. Um, you know, going back to uh, social media, it's a great way to show the perfect version. I wouldn't say perfect. It's a great way for you to show the version to people that you want people to see. Right. Um, it's a good it's a good polishing technique, you know, and I think there's I think the most successful social media accounts or podcasts, movies or whatever are the ones that are just say the truest to what's reality. Um, you know, I, I've always been a big fan of uh, Casey Neistat because I feel like he doesn't edit a lot of, he doesn't edit a lot of uh, fake stuff in there. No, like I feel like he, he tries to say as true as possible and in his own limit in terms of like not giving out too much information where like, cause he's so big now. Right. Right. But if you go back and look at some of those older videos, I mean, he's just, he's straightforward. He's honest. He's not every camera is the best shot. Not every, um, edit is the best edit, but that's what I like about that. And kind of going back to like influences and stuff. Cause I, like I said, I like Casey Neistat. What are some podcast influencers? And then what are some influencers that you took from another creative medium and brought them over to podcasts? 
Oh, that's a good one. I, I didn't play it. I, okay. So I'm not necessarily podcasting in general. I mean, they're, but more of just production companies because that was another thing too, is when I was in school, I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. At the time I was studying MIS, Management Information Systems. And um, I knew I, I, I loved that because of the technology, but that's when I realized too that, oh, I'm watching these, um, I'm a big fan of the production company Rooster Teeth. Here I am watching them. This is them putting out content every day. Like I've been watching them consistently for two years at this point. Just everything they put out, I watch it because I don't know. They're just so inspiring and they do a very good job keeping things real. I mean, yeah, they, they write shorts and do other stuff like that. But I, in college, I noticed, okay, hey, I really like this. I like seeing the way this is done. I like the process to doing a good production. And then that branched over to um, a couple years later, that branched over to Funhouse, who's also there underneath Rooster Teeth. And um, even more recently, uh, Game Grumps. Like, they do, granted, their stuff isn't scripted, but it's structured, but it's not scripted. And so I'm finding myself drawn to those medians because of how real they are. I mean, yeah, they're edited, 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 there you <laughs> edited. Edited. Sound it out. <laughs> they're edited um, for time and stuff like that, but they're not, they're not reading off a script. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of interviews. I think interviews are great, but as you come onto a podcast, it's all about interviews. I know, right? But no, it's also like, because um, a lot of those interviews, like you see The Wired or you see like BuzzFeed, they do interviews and stuff like that. I'm not a big fan of those because both parties have scripted answers. Yep. And you can tell it's been cut, like some of the goofy stuff that they may have said, I'll cut that out. And we'll stick right. to just a professional, which is fine. I'm personally not a fan of it because I like to make the claim that I'm not very professional. I'm just, that's just who I am. I'm me. Um, but going to um, just doing this, like even now, like me saying, uh, and like, and all that stuff. That doesn't bother me because that's real. That's me thinking in this moment. Right. And that's what it brings back to. It brings back to the reality of the situation and what you're trying to, how you're going to get your message across. And it's not polished. Right. And I, I think there's a whole, um, not class, but there's a whole audience for that. People want that. And there's some people like, you know, I like watching interviews. Um, and I also like watching just like, hey, let's just go with it and see what happens. Uh, but there is something to structure, regardless if it's planned or unplanned or some type of foundation is laid down. So when you come into creating, do you think about having a structure at all? Or is, what do you consider a structure in our podcast? Because um, uh, Saturday Night Happy Hour, um, we'll do a little shameless plug. Saturday Night Happy Hour is very, it's unplanned. It's like the foundation is like, hey, we're hanging out on Saturday, having a few drinky drinks whether that's alcohol, water, coffee, or whatever, and we're just gonna we're just gonna shoot the bull. And, um, and the Modern Thinking Show, it kind of has a subject to it. Um, so, where do you think a foundation lies in that? I think for me personally, anytime. Well, we'll even taking it back to whenever we, uh, when I was doing stuff in college, um, the title of the podcast was uh, the Whiteboard Podcast, and what we would do, we had a whiteboard in the room, and we would all have 
stuff that happened to us that week that we wanted to talk about or stories we wanted to tell and we just write them down and the audience could see it because at the time I was doing video they could actually see what we were saying not very good because it was like early early when I first started doing this but um, they could actually visualize the, com the conversation pieces um, I thought that was such a unique idea but that's to this day I still use that whenever we're talking about especially when we're talking on the modern thinking show like those are all topical based. So I have the points I want to hit and that's kind of like the bones of the whole episode. But then the rest of it's just like, let's, let's just see what happens. Kind of like just filler. Yeah. Not necessarily filler, but kind of adding, like adding the fat to it. Yeah. Like it, it's just, the that's the organic part. Yes. There's bones. Yes. There's structure. Yes. Doing this more. I've gotten really good at timing and understanding how long we've been going without even having to look at it. Right. Um, and I've gotten really good at flow, the way episodes flow, where the conversation's going, what are subtle things that I can do to carry on the conversation. And so that way there's not those pauses and it's all just continuous. And that took a lot like that. I mean, I've been 2013 was when I was in school. And, that, and that's to say something, too. Like I've noticed when it comes to like pauses and breaks and podcasts, um, you tend to leave those in, um, which most people can edit out yep. in, in the long run. Like, oh, we paused for five seconds there. Let's just cut that out and make it a more seamless transaction or trans, 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 gosh. transition. Transition, thank you. Um, so I think it's pretty cool that you do that just because it adds to the authenticity and organicness of it. Um, so would you say like these podcasts are almost like a diary in a sense? talking about like our journal online journal of your thoughts our way to to kind of clear your mind at the end of the week oh hey this is what i've been dealing with this week or um yeah i mean honestly i would to an extent because one of the things that really bothers me personally is i deal with memory issues i have a terrible memory and i may relive like for me i can go back and listen to those moments and it's like recording them like, oh, I remember when that happened. And it's kind of like, I don't know, it, it's like a double-edged uh, double sword too because then like the memory issue because, yes, I can record it and listen to it. But if I don't record it fast enough, then I lose it forever. Right. And it, to answer your question, yes, um, it is, it's just moments in my life that I want to capture. And rather than doing photography, like a photograph or rather than writing something down, these are just genuine conversations that I can take a peek into somebody else's life. And yeah. that moment for me is so special that I want to capture it and just kind of keep it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a that I'll go. Well, never mind. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to give you like kind of a my when I first started doing this the whole process of this like the setup and I didn't want to skip ahead if you were going to ask me about all that stuff but um the setup for me I want it to be as intru or non-intrusive as possible like and you might be able to attest to this but whenever we're we're doing episodes like you don't notice you're being recorded you don't re you don't pay attention to I personally don't pay attention to the mics they're usually gone during right. we're talking like, and that comes with doing it more and more. Um, but it also comes to, or it comes with like, 
if you're focused on something, like if you know you're recorded, then you polish it. And so I try to make it like some of my first episodes, there was one microphone and it was right in the middle of the table and it, the audio sounded okay, but it was kind of far off too Yeah, because I didn't want it to be right up in your face. You want to make it seem like, oh, we are just, so you're striving effortlessly to have a conversation but still have some professionalism to it in terms where other people can listen to it. Right. And enjoy it. Cause you know, there are, that is to be said, cause sometimes we can listen to some podcasts and if the audio is not there or if the, the mic sound off, it's just like, I don't want to listen to this. And you know, firsthand that I'm a stickler for that. Yes, exactly. Like so. I will drive myself insane to make sure the audio sounds good. Yep. You're one, you're 1%. He's 1% right. Um, he does a lot of, work before we start recording to make sure the levels are good so i can definitely attest to that and i i think that's something to be commended um because along with wanting to sound professionalism you want to keep that that organic and authentic atmosphere and that's that's hard to come by um you know there's some people are like no screw it hit play we're going to go we're just gonna go for it yeah um and that's fine too that's how i was in the beginning and then there's some people that just want to be professional leave out all the dirty deets keep everything clean make it sound professional and that's fine too so it's all about finding that balance um so kind of coming back to the balance thing um how do you balance all of this out in terms of coming up with ideas um coming up with um you know show topics what what kind of brings all this to mind is it something that you're just browsing reddit maybe one day and you're like oh that would be cool to talk about yeah so i've gotten in a habit of i used to do this well when i was in school i was a lot more busy and being (sighs) My experience with living in Tucson, I was experiencing a lot of things in my life at that time. And it was one of those things. It was, um, there was always something to talk about, whether it was a party that I went to or whether it was something that happened in class or at work. Like there was just a lot, I was very busy at that time. So there, it was easy to come up with stuff. Now that I have a career um, outside of doing this, not a whole lot happens. Yeah, we've get, we get, we, we bring a lot of stories from work on because some of them are great. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But a lot of it is just stuff that I looked at this week, like an example, and this might date this, but like recently the guy, the Chinese doctor that was doing the gene editing. Yeah. I saw, I read a whole article on it on Reddit <laughs> and I was like, I can't wait to bring this up for the podcast. And so I started actually taking notes. Um, like, okay. okay, here's what, here's some of the points that just as a refresher, like if I can see, like, even if it's one or two words written down in my phone, I'm like, okay, I know what that is. Brings it all back. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, as far as ideas and like coming up with creative stuff for me, it's something I can't turn off. I just have to silence it when I don't need it or not really silence it. I just have to try to ignore it because if I sit down and I try to come up with something, it's going to, it's difficult. Like it's one of those things where this stuff just pops in at, at its own will. Right. And I have to, I've gotten better at before I would just ignore it. And there's so many ideas that I can't remember now that I, um, I wish I could capture, but I've gotten better to where the point where I'll write it down. Like in that moment, I'll write down what I was thinking. So that way I have a whole list of just fragmented ideas that have just come out, come to me throughout the day. And so as far as being creative, there's not much of like a creative process for me. It's just my day to day life, just living, 
and just whatever pops in my head, like making a note of it. And will this be interesting? So, okay. Next question. Um, when it comes to ideas and creativity, um, there is a quote by Ira Glass and I'm just going to just kind of highlight it. Basically there's this thing that Ira Glass calls the creative gap. And essentially what that means is it's your ability to come up with an ideal or a creative ideal in your head and actually bring it to life in person. So for example, you know, people may like a good example is a 15 year old kid that just reads his first fantasy or sci-fi novel. Right. I would love to write a book one day. Okay. Well, logically speaking, he's not going to just sit down and write a book. He's got to go through, you know, he's got to learn how to write in terms of how to do a story and characters. And even when it comes to making videos, like I have an ideal for an action movie in my head, but do I have the creative need and creative tools to do it? Right. Right. So, and the whole theory behind the, the creative gap is the more you create, the easier it becomes because you can picture it here and then you know exactly what I need to do physically to make it happen. Right. Um, so where would you say your creative gaps at when it comes to podcasting ideals? Like, do you have a pretty good idea of like what's going on now? I would say so. And what do you have for the future that you feel like that you're almost there yet, but not quite there yet? And what are some far off ideals that you want to do, but just quite aren't ready yet? That's, so currently the podcasting stuff, um, there's not much of a creative gap anymore. Uh, and it's mainly because that's not a structure. If we have ideas, yes. Like if we're doing the modern thinking show, it's structured. But even then you take a topic, just bring it on. Like there's not that for me, there's no creative gap uh, as far as doing podcasts and stuff. Um, some of my other creative endeavors, um, it's that gap for me is just the knowledge base which I'm the type of person where I try not to stop learning. I love, love to learn. I think it's a good thing. And um, if I see something, if an idea pops in my head, um, if it's something I feel so strong about, I'll go and research like, okay, can I do this? If I can't do it at this moment or if I don't understand it or something comes up, that's when I tuck it away. But that's kind of, that would, I would consider the creative gap on those middle tier projects. Like I do, um, I write on the side, like I write stories, even though I said I'm not a good storyteller. Um, a lot of the big, big problem I would say when it comes to writing is just inspiration. Like you get to those moments where you, I can throw out 15 pages of scripts and it's a story that flows really well, but then there's the wall and I'm just kind of stuck. And I, I'm not the type of person to, try to push myself past that wall right. because to me that's when you lose its worth if that makes sense how do you feel about the chuck um chuck close i can't think of the guy's name but he, he this guy has a quote it says um inspiration is for amateurs the rest of us just show up and get to work how, right. do, how does that make you feel knowing that you believe that way but then you have this guy who he's a known creator i think his name's chuck close that is phenomenal. Like he just, you know, puts in work, puts up projects. So art. I look at it this way. Inspira it's, it's like an engine. The inspiration is just the spark plugs, but there's so many working parts that just have to perform. So that way you can get where you need to go. And I'll agree with him to an extent. Inspiration for me 
is a sparking point because I'm not doing this. Now, granted, it could be different because I'm not doing this as a career. If it was a career, 100%, I would believe with him. Like, yeah, you're not going to be inspired every day, but this is your job. You got to do it. Yeah. But for me, because this is more of like a side project and a hobby, um, that inspiration starts something. And then that's when I'm like, all right, I know I have to work hard to get to where I want to be with right. this idea. Like I'm not, a, I, I believe 100%. You can have a wonderful idea, but if you're not willing to put in the work to get there and to actually see it come to fruition, then there's, it's just an idea. Right. And so <coughs> that, like I said, if, it, if I was in a creative career, I, I could see that. Hey, it doesn't matter if you're feeling it today. You, it, you have a deadline. You've got to get it done. It's kind of like today, like I'm got to work on something today and I'm just like, inspiration's not there. It was there yesterday, but it's not there, but I know it's got to come out. So it's, I got to do it. So in a sense, you still, you kind of live that anyways, it sounds like. Yeah. You kind of hold that true to yourself. And I, I ask a lot of creators that, how they feel about that quote. And it, it is half for half. Um, I tend to believe on Chuck's side of things. Like there are certain days that I don't want to create. But those days that I force myself to create, I create some of my best work. Really? Yeah. That's so, interesting. So it's it's one of those things. I don't want anything to get in the way of me creating. So whether that's myself, time, money, job, or anything like that. But that's that's just the way I view it, too. And, and I know other people that are, are so creative and so beautiful with their talents and what they can do. And they're like, I don't believe in that. I wait for inspiration and there's nothing wrong with that either. I think it's, it's what's beautiful about creativity is, um, it touches and empowers people in so many different ways. And I agree. I mean, if you look at JK Rowling, I mean, she wrote Harry Potter, started writing that on a napkin on a train ride. Yeah. And look where it's at now. Yeah. And that was from my understanding, it just came to her. It wasn't, it was inspiration. It wasn't like, I'm going to think about this. But also I, a lot of people like I know you don't do this, but some people will take that story and think, "Oh, I can do that." Yeah, you one hundred percent can. Yeah. But you don't see the sweat and the hours and exactly. the time that she spent to develop those stories. Exactly. So it's like I feel like inspiration is like the kickoff, and then everything else is the long call. Yep. Working, drilling, late hours, late nights, and I think that's great. Um, we're going to end it real fast um, with the quick rapid fire round questions oh man here we go i'm ready oh, for these hopefully you can go a little bit faster than old doc could oh, okay yeah <laughs> thanks for coming over man but boy <laughs> we love you doc yeah favorite cough drop favorite cough drop yep uh vix uh favorite nightclub uh the max uh favorite beer uh course favorite cell phone uh iphone favorite uh underwear uh uh me undies uh, favorite toothpaste? Colgate. Favorite Lego piece? Uh, the long piece. <laughs> Which long piece? The one that has the four pl- four things on it. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I don't last. know. I didn't play with Legos. I, I, wasn't, I, I didn't have a childhood, okay, Dalton? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we didn't, ha- we didn't have enough money to afford Legos growing up, all right? All right, Briar, that's it. You did such a great job. Thanks, man. So far, you're the winner until our next guest. That's what we're going to do with these five. We're going to rank them. We're going to rank them, and then we'll have like everyone come back on, and we'll do like another, like just a whole show about rapid-fire questions. And then one and two fight to the death. <coughs> yeah, child, child by combat for sure. Yeah. 
<laughs> trial by combat. Uh, we'll have to do it like 22 miles out from the United States because that's where it's open waters and laws don't matter. Yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> we'll be okay. Uh, Briar, thanks for having or Thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. And one final thing. What advice could you give some kid in the basement right now that just wants to start any type of creative project? It's not my own advice, uh, but I heard this recently. And for those who know me personally, I'm a huge fan of Logic. Um, he said the hardest thing with being creative and trying to do something with your creativity is the amount of work and the um, the just the trying to break out because the whole industry is saturated. Everybody's doing it, especially with those, like the Internet and all that. So he said... Be genuine, be consistent, and think of success as more important than the next breath you're going to take. And if you want that dream and you want to be successful, looking from what he came, where he came from in his life, you got to do that. And I believe that wholeheartedly. Be consistent, be genuine, and want it. You got to want it because it's hard work. It's not going to be handed to you, period. So Very true that's up. my advice. Get to work, keep creating, and just have fun with it. I like that. I like that a lot. Awesome. Thank you, Briar. Uh, thanks again for tuning in to Highlight to Creative, where this will be a seasonal show um, premiering in March, and who knows how long it will go to. It depends on you. Let us know what you think about this episode and all of our other podcasts on the Modern Thinking Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Dalton, your host. You have a great day. <laughs>